0: What, we used to do cold opens we did
1: let's oh. oh. start believing in cold opens alice bell you're in one
0: <laughs> hello and welcome this to series two episode three of the electronic wireless show rock paper shotguns pc gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion i am joined this week by jeffrey rush <laughs> i guess <laughs> i am the
1: sea on nice <laughs> one.
0: hello nate how are you Ah, oh, grand. Uh, and I'm joined also by James. How are you, James?
2: Hello, I'm very well, thank you.
0: Good, good. Uh, before we started recording, I was explaining uh, to James Nate's kind of fish army of inbred gobies, which regular listeners will be familiar with, but if you're new, I, I feel that it does what it sells on the Tim. He just has a lot of inbred goby fish.
1: Yeah, regular listeners will also know there is a please take the gobies off my hand offer. Uh, constantly open to any listener of the EWS, please take some gobies off my hands.
0: But you, you don't really sell them, though. Like, I can't think of why I'd want <laughs> any of you. <laughs> like, James, from what you've been told, would you want any of these fish?
2: Um, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what an inbred goby looks like.
1: Uh, well, the, the females look like sort of small beige chipolatas, whereas the, the males look like... I think Alice once described it as a flamenco dancing banana. Like they're quite glamorous.
0: Yeah. yeah, well,
2: yeah. Do, do they look like something a cat would eat?
0: Um.
1: Well, I mean, depends. To some cats, anything can look like something a cat can eat. They don't. They don't concern my cat much.
2: Okay. My my cat's quite old, so she's kind of lost her lost a bit of a hunting instinct.
1: Yeah, to be honest, the gobies probably more of a threat to her then. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're psychic.
0: so what I'm saying. It's not great. P- if you're trying to get the gobies off your hands, it's not great PRing for the gobies.
1: No, but a lot of people like sort of monster pets, don't they? Like really brutal dogs or like dangerous snakes.
0: That's I mean Admittedly, true. that's a
1: very bad sort of opinion set to have, but, you know.
0: It's the most dangerous pet that... You've had James. I had a
2: rabbit that tried chewing through uh, a a power cable um, to oh, the I TV see. once. Wow, um, so, so like, da- you know, dangerous not only to himself, but uh, that's a huge problem.
0: It's a sabotage cat, uh, yeah, rabbit, yeah, Rab- yeah,
2: rabbit, yeah.
1: Did he like have the roam of your your domicile?
2: No, he was he was one of um he was one of a uh, should we say unexpected litter of a. Oh. Uh, of rabbits is that the word is is literally the right word
1: yeah i'm pretty sure actually yeah.
2: bundle nice. Bun- bundle of rabbits who um in in the thinking that if we left them outside in the garden with the adult rabbits they'd be i don't know killed or eaten by something uh we kind of let them run around in our living room um for a bit and yeah one of them one of them got behind and decided that the power cable, <laughs> the power cable to the tv uh did in fact resemble some delicious food um or it's, its, or, its, or its own feces, which rabbits eat.
0: And it was
1: all fun and games until one of them found a gun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the Govies will ever evolve to the point, Nate, that you wake up in the night and there's just a fish, like a gun being pointed at you, and then you you look and behind the gun is a fish?
1: Oh, that makes me want... I had a really good conversation once about how many wolves it would take to operate a handgun. Quite a few, because
0: they... yeah. That'd be quite difficult. I thought you were going to say I, I had a really good conversation once with one of my Gobi. <laughs> <laughs> Pleading for yes, my life. <laughs> <laughs> Great chat, Gobi. Thanks for letting me live. <laughs> who
2: who would win in a fight? One of Nate's psycho fish or Alice's jump scare gorilla that delivers her parcels? Ooh. Well, we'll take that one to the tower at some point.
0: Yeah, that's a difficult one. Is it just one of the fish or is it all of the fish versus the gorilla? It's, it's, that...
2: it's just one, but it it's, you know, it's a, it's a worst one. It's juiced. Just... <laughs> it's, a, it's a proper, proper King... wrong one.
1: Oh, oh my God. Actually, uh, King Bogey, the original patriarch, yeah, uh, who died and whose body I preserved and put in a little MDF coffin. Uh... All normal, just such
0: a normal sentence.
1: All good, normal stuff. I didn't actually say this because it was while the podcast was on hiatus. But uh you know the really cold snap we had?
0: Oh my God, did King Bogey come back from the dead?
1: <laughs> no, it's worse. It's worse. So it got really, really freezing cold. And because my office has got quite a lot of fish tanks in it, it gets quite hot and humid. So like, I would sometimes like open the window... I will sometimes open the window like in the night to vent the air a bit. And I I, I did that middle of the night during the cold snap. And I was working at my desk and I heard a scrabbling and a fucking rat (gasps) came in through my window. Oh my God. And ate King Bogey.
0: Oh my Mm -hmm. God.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I only caught the end of it because I heard a scrabbling. I was like, hang on, what's that? Is there a pigeon on my, um, because I've got a fire escape on my window. Is there a pigeon? now uh, i just turned to saw a, a, a i think it was a rat could have been a mouse but there was a flurry and the coffin was overturned with the salt spilled and the body gone
0: oh my god
2: when you said you put him in a coffin i thought that was to like bury him i didn't think you had him just on on the on the desk <laughs> no i honor him he's a prized <laughs> relic or he was but uh, uh... that
0: was your mistake there james yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah that's quite l- l- quite sort of a
1: a lot of the sort of B-tier Lovecraft stories were about people getting worried by rats.
0: So... I was going to say, but I—I I presume at some point you're going to go out in your garden and find the corpse of a rat with like a hole in its chest, where, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like in Alien Three, where the yeah. alien that hatches out of the dog is a bit like a dog.
0: Yeah.
2: Is... <laughs> Vile.
0: Yeah. How how are you, James?
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not. That
0: <laughs> <laughs> not that. I've
2: I've I've I feel I've been made worse by him, by, know, by knowing these fish and the rat, I suppose are out there somewhere. Yeah. No, no, I'm 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 perfectly adequate.
0: Yeah. See, this is it. Where well, this time next year, you'll be like one of the pod people from the Dark Crystal who gets their essence sucked out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Still only still only three episodes in, so I maintain my uh my sapience but uh <laughs> we'll see
0: uh i'm trying to think of how i could segue this i can't really what uh oh, i've lost my powers valley it's, of the i've been drained
1: kings king
0: bogey ah there you go that sort of works except it's called valley of the gods
1: <laughs> oh sh-
0: i was just thinking of ancient egypt again Uh, in the news this week, there uh, are some contrasting stories. Campo Santos in the Valley of Gods uh, has a probably meaningless release date uh, that appeared on Steam of 2029, um, which is probably uh, because Steam recently changed their rules about what dates and how dates can be uh, formatted on steam store pages probably just a kind of mistake or it had to be put in there so to keep the the page live for another few years uh, Valley of the gods is originally it was given a 2019 release window so we're past that uh this was what camposanto were developing when they got bought by valve and it's been sort of indefinitely shelved maybe um at least put on hold and they, uh, the team helped with you know uh, Half Life Alex and things like that. Uh, and uh, last week, after a decade of being delayed, Dead Island Two moved its release date forward. Oh, uh, by a few weeks. I know. Um. So I thought we, it would be a good opportunity to talk about uh, delays, and you know, the a delayed game is eventually good kind of school of thinking, things like that. And we've got uh, you know loads of prominent delays. Uh. Do you mind delays? Because I'm sort of fine with them personally. (laughs) Well, yeah, I've sort of reached a point in my life. I don't know whether it's
1: maturity and like a good thing or just that I'm completely jaded, but I don't get excited about upcoming stuff. It's nothing to me until it exists. You know, it's not to say I'm like cynical. Oh, I believe it when I see it. But I I don't, I think, oh, okay, yeah, that that, that could be good. So I'm not really going to think about it. And then if it's available to play, I will think about it. Um, I kind of wish we had a world where nothing was announced until it was on sale. That would be very exciting, but also completely unrealistic.
0: I mean, that has happened a couple of times with um, Hades and Hi-Fi Rush most recently was just announced and you could play it, you know? Hades is a lovely example, actually, yeah. And uh, James was playing Hi-Fi Rush only Couple of weeks ago.
2: Mm. Oh yeah, you were Russian last time, weren't you? As r- a Russian, Russian hi-fi,
0: Russian around. I, I'm fine with delays, but what annoys me is presumably because they have to, you know, for f- quarterly predictions and financial whatevers. It annoys me when they keep delaying stuff over and over again, like every sort of six months. Just delay it once for like two years. It's fine. I suppose it's not a fine. But <laughs>
1: I don't know. I, as as someone who you well know never manages anything to a deadline, I've got some sympathy, but then I've got less sympathy because I'm one man with crippling ADHD and they're a massive business. So they've probably got less of a, I won't say an excuse, but it's, it's slightly less
0: understandable. Do, does hardware stuff get delayed, James?
2: I mean, not for... Not for like a decade, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, in the Valley of the Gods Um I'm trying to. Uh, I mean, not really. There was a there was a thing recently where the Nvidia's Nvidia basically un like un a graphics card because everyone hated the sound. Everyone hated the sound of it, and then they just released it. Like two months later, with a lower price and a different and a different name, and S- say more
0: right now. What was the name? <laughs> <I> mean...
2: <laughs> so this is that, I, I, I think I was talking about this last week. It was the the RTX 4070 Ti was basically a different version of the RTX 4080, and that yeah, um, that was weird and confusing.
0: Ah, uh, I I thought you meant uh, that like they called it like the RTX blood zone or something (laughs) scorpion piss and everyone was like i want
1: i want the scorpion piss that sounds great
0: (laughs) 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 yeah i'd like and then you could it'd be easier to follow which ones are better than the ones before because it you could have like the scorpion piss two gallon you know (laughs) (laughs) version I, I'd like graphics cards more if they. Had names. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: imagine the marketing but "We've broken the seal."
0: <laughs> yeah. Here you go. As you Nate, do scorpions piss? Have I made that up?
1: Do you know that is an amazing question? <laughs> that is such a a good shout. I don't know. I've I've had scorpions. I've never seen one piss. Uh, I mean, everything wow. must excrete.
0: But do they just sort of sweat it out or, you know, or is it like a pellet, you know, like owls? Do you know? Who knows? My heart
1: is going with pellets on this
0: one. See, asking the important questions on the Electronic Wireless Show. <laughs> um, De- dead Rising has been moved up. So it's been shunted around to different dev teams. it got a on, Dead demand. Island,
1: right? There's been a bunch of Dead Risings.
0: Yes, Dead. I, I'm confused because, like, they're basically the same concept. Are <laughs> they the same developer? No. Oh, okay. So Dead Island 2 uh k- kind of went quiet for a while uh because people didn't like the DLC or like the, the... Help me out, James. Do you know there was Dead Island and then they had a game that was sort of Dead Island 0.5? Is that right? Oh,
2: uh, Dead Island Riptide?
0: There you go. And everyone kind of hated that. So Dead Island 2 went quiet for a long time. I'm going to actually... When was Dead Island 2 first announced? I'm going to check on the website because it's been a while. Eight years at least. Wow. I know, and it's not hugely changed in concept. Like, it's it's still set in LA and stuff.
2: There's actually, um, Graham did a Dead Island 2 hands-on in uh, August. It's on, on, on RPS on uh, August 19th, 2014.
0: Jeez. Hands-on.
1: See, I got a lot of sympathy for like the lead producers on on games like that because, like you know, that is sort of in terms of like your CV, that's more than a decade of your life. Um, you know, if presumably if it's the same person helming the project for that whole time, you know, that is your entire job for a significant chunk of your time on Earth. And it might, you know, it might eventually get shelved or, you know, just release with a, 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 a sort of grim wet fart noise like Duke Nukem or like, you know, it just, oh, it, it gives me the willies uh, thinking about how that would feel to be trapped in, in such a long project without even the, you know, the definite prospect of, you know, accolades of victory at the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been it has been shunted around quite a bit. So there, there'll be people that you know will never worked a lot on Dead Island and will not ship it. You know, Uh, I think there was you know maybe it was going to have some tower defense at one point. There's been a lot of changes to it. Some of the other kind of longest delays. So Skull and Bones uh, got another delay recently. Another delay. Yeah, I saw a hands off preview of it. Um when when was that? Let me see if I could find There we go, seven months ago I saw a hands-off and it was sea of Thieves Without Jokes, I said. And it's basically like the thing everyone made fun of it for was the UI. The UI was so cluttered. It was like one of those sort of like freemium mobile games. There was just stuff everywhere. It's been delayed again. Um it got a November release date. Uh then it was delayed again it got its sixth delay a month ago and then it got like, oh, that was the last delay, sorry. So that was its sixth, its sixth delay, Six, sixth, I can't say it. Um, so it was due to come out in March and that was getting pushed to early in the financial year 2023-24, um, which in this case means July would be the earliest it comes out. So here's another question. At what point do you to, you know send your video game to live on a farm upstate you know when Whoa. is there a, is, there, is there such thing as a sunk cost fallacy in games or do you always have to try and ship it because you'll make some money back from that
2: uh you'd probably get very different answers to that depending on whether you're asking the publisher or the developer
0: it's a good I point
2: i feel like i feel like i, I feel like <laughs> if i were a developer and I put not like nine years into something, even if it was like still going horribly. I just know I'd be like, no, I have to finish it. I have to finish it. Whereas if I were a publisher, I'd probably be looking at the fact that I dumped nine years worth of cash into something and hadn't, you know, hadn't, had, had, mm. don't really have anything to show to show for it.
0: This is a case where it's the publisher and developer are both, you know, they're the same. It's it's an Ubi joint. I got a hands-on with it when it was announced. I think it was a Gamescom, like, yeah almost how many years ago when was Sk- skull modes was first announced 5 years ago which is bananas
1: i think my i think an artistic but probably unlikely solution to the problem that i'd love to see it happen at least once is you know the studio has put years and years into a game and it's clear that it's going to be a turkey but he has been delayed for so long. I would love to see them like just take their hands off the whole project and like you know li- leave it as is, and then hand it over to another team who are only tasked with releasing a sort of an interactive museum of the <laughs> game's development, <laughs> Ooh. where you can. You know, it's got interviews. Um, it would be very gonzo. Like, if they hadn't voiced some NPCs, they'd just be replaced with, like, interviews with the developers talking about their regrets and hopes. Oh, that'd be and, good. you know, there'd be, like, eerie sequences where you encounter giant half-built environments populated by wandering shades, you know, lamenting the fact they'll never be fully realized. It would, be, it would be part documentary, <laughs> part sort of walking sim, and you know, parts of demented mini games. If there were sections that were playable, you know, just put them in and contextualize them within this new museum experience.
0: And I'd, I think that I'd would almost
1: always be cheaper than finishing the game, and would have good odds of being more entertaining.
0: But would have a kind of artistic integrity to it that you can't have in the in the AAA space, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they they wouldn't do it Uh, speaking of actually uh double fine have just put a kind of they've dumped um a documentary series on the making of psychonauts 2 which also had famously quite a long development time and that is all on i think on the youtubes to watch to binge watch like on netflix now um i've watched a couple of episodes it is interesting um and it's you know taking it's it's as it's happening you know the announcement and the you know gearing up for like e3 stuff in the vr game uh it's interesting looking at it
2: when when did days like start filming was it like way back when it first 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 entered development
0: oh good question i will look up because i because i have not watched them in order (laughs) i'm uh, i have something wrong with my brain so I i was like oh that one seems like it'd be interesting so i didn't start at the start um so i will i will look it up Uh, and put in the show notes but um it's good because you don't get you know like we as journalists mostly don't really understand how development works and it works differently at different studios and like consumers definitely don't really get much of a look at uh, um you know the behind the scenes stuff so I think it's good when people are open about it my question for you now if you lads had to guess which you do I'm asking you to what game has the record for the longest development? From from announcement to release, football, football.
2: There's a there's a new one of those every year. A...
0: no football is not
1: out yet.
2: <laughs> Rocket League,
0: uh, <laughs> football two. Imagine if they st- like they started doing Rocket League for real, and it was just cars, shutting what, a football around. I, I always think
1: like they've probably got the technology now. To have like robots driving Formula One cars. And we all know that Formula One cars are so aerodynamic, they could stick to tracks upside down. So I think we should have like Formula One upside down in like the Birmingham uh, NEC. And, you know, they'd be all flying around and blowing up and it would be fine because it's robots.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I will Is give it? you a clue. So, the, there wasn't a newest one every year. The the previous Holder was released in 2011. And the development time was I mean, the, the game that has now beaten it isn't out yet, but it only beat it in October. I mean, last it's not
2: Jeet
1: Forever, is it? It is. The, really?
0: Well, it, so it, that released in 2011. And that, until October last year, had the Guinness World Record for the longest development time which is just over 14 years. 5,156 days, but something beat it in October.
2: Hmm. Beyond Good and Evil 2? Yeah! Oh, nailed it.
0: Nailed it, lads, yeah. How How long has that been in
2: development then?
0: 5,200, well, at the time this article was written in October, it was 5,237. So it's what, October, November, December, January, so 5,200, 5,300, something like that now. Um, wow. Yeah. Was Ubisoft it any good? To, what, did I say? Oh, yeah. Ubisoft first began officially discussing Beyond Good and Evil 2 in 2008 when a CGI trailer of the project was released.
1: Oh, I see. Oh, I'm, I'm getting you, so it's not out yet, but it's now yeah. been in development longer than Jake Newcomb. Oh. yeah. In
0: 2016, Ubisoft publicly recommitted the project with a big E3 announcement. Do you lads remember that? Because it was ridiculous
2: was that like the flying city
0: yeah trailer Uh, and JGL they got Joseph Gordon-Levitt on stage to be like whoa (laughs) do do some unpaid labor for Ubisoft
1: I I remember all the fuss over Daikatana and that just seems so reasonable now
0: I know yeah I should say Joseph Gordon-Levitt did not literally say do some unpaid labor for Ubisoft but they announced (laughs) That they were partnering with his like weird art commune thing, which is called Hit Record. Uh, And it's where like people all over the world collaborate on like projects. And then they have some weird arcane way of dividing up how much money it makes and apportioning it based on how much you contributed to the project. And I don't know how one works it out, but the idea was that people would do that for like posters and art and stuff in the city in the game world of beyond good and evil 2 and they were going to do a series of regular development updates uh that was called the space monkey program but things have kind of gone quiet Uh, and the series creator left Ubisoft in 2020 but according to uh this new story on Eurogamer. We do know things are continuing because in August 2022 narrative designer Sarah Arellano, formerly of Blizzard, announced she joined as uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2's new lead writer. So it is still going.
2: Okay, But they're still writing it as of summer last year.
0: Yeah, but uh, do you ever stop writing a game? Well, this is the thing. Who knows?
1: (laughs) Wasn't Mm -hmm. it a nature book? Beyond Good and Evil.
0: Uh,
1: What? (laughs) Wasn't that some nature thing?
0: I don't what I mean in the sense that like one could argue nature has no morality and is <laughs>
1: oh no n- n- nature moustache um, proto fascist German philosophy that guy
0: oh I thought you were saying <laughs> as in the no, natural
1: no. world no no I th- I'm pretty sure I've, I I thought there was a nature book called Beyond Good or something like that. Maybe I don't know. I'm assuming this isn't an adaptation of it.
0: What's the like? Are there any games that you love that were delayed for a long time, but you but then were like, "This is great." Maybe is I
2: I guess technically uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution, although I didn't actually get into Deus Ex until like 2009.
0: I guess that counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 was in development for like 10 years, and I really liked. Most of it. <laughs> but you could see, I think, where they'd sort of stuck different bits of development together and kind of smoothed them over a little bit. What's What's the longest you've taken to do something, do you think? Nate, have you... Uh, I mean, I the guess... Long,
1: the longest I've taken to do a thing? Yeah. Whoa.
0: Have you ever uh, taken 10 years to do something?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Well, apart from, like, you know... I suppose, like, fully developed my skeletal muscular system.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, do you know what? We're all developing all the time as people. This is it. We're all <laughs> <laughs> we're all works in progress. <laughs> Why do you? James doesn't find that funny. Why do you and <laughs> I? <laughs>
1: Let's start doing wholesome morals halfway through the podcast, <laughs> and then we'll all stand around in a circle and do a hearty laugh before reminding the audience not to
0: do drugs. James James isn't I, laughing I, at that because he's not a I work did, in progress. I, no, I, I, did, I
2: did, I did, I did find it funny. I was just pondering the the implications, such as would I personally need like a CGI trailer to re- to remove. At, you know, at at Gamescom to remind people that I am still in development. And <laughs> what would be that good. entail?
1: Do these- I need to get Joseph Gordon-Levitt on stage to promise the world that I will one day reach emotional maturity and be <laughs> ready for <to>
0: release?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's working on his issues! <laughs> Coming next year, we can reveal that Alice <laughs> is going to be properly medicated. <laughs> oh god um enough talking about games that aren't out let's talk about games that we have been playing this week nate what have you been playing this week and how much has been age of empires 2 uh so a
1: little bit of age of empires 2 uh i've been sort of trying to brush up again I practice my build orders just get a bit more technical again um mostly this week i've been going back to one of my sort of reliable sort of killing half an hour games uh, which is ring of pain um you remember with the horrible yeah. owl
0: i do the
1: horrible owl yeah i don't know what it is about that game um but it's you know because i pretty much experienced everything in it now and I've stayed with it way longer than I do most things like this. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's just the the timing and the rhythm, and it's not too frustrating because it's like a roguelike uh, or a roguelite or whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, permadeath. So it's not that frustrating when you lose and have to go back to the beginning. It's quite quick. Um, you know, it gives you breaks um, often enough that you don't feel frustrated, uh, it's, you know, just got a pleasant art style. Yeah, it's uh, I'm about 80% of the way to total completion of it, which is, I think, probably more than I've ever achieved in any game ever because I'm not a completionist. Wow. But I just keep going back and doing like a run or two every day recently.
0: Because it's sort of like a horror deck building thing above, isn't it? Like you you choose whether to go left or right and... Occasionally, you run into this horrible owl, and you, you have uh, is it attacks and, and abilities and things that you can pick up. Is well, yeah, right? so e-
1: each level of the, the dungeon, if you want, is like a circle of, of cards that you move around. And cards can be like a portal down to the next layer, or like a potion, or an item you can pick up, or a monster. Uh, and there's like 16 layers of this dungeon. And there are some extra ones you can find as well. And yeah, it's just about getting to the bottom with and and trying to build the best set of kits you can on the way down. So there's all sorts of sort of odd synergies between things you can pick up. And basically, it's the kind of roguelike which the, the sort of covenant with the player is that it understands there are many broken builds in the game. Mm. And you've you you know, you've got to break the game, basically. So it's about trying to find a game-breaking combination of equipment before you hit level sixteen. Um and so yeah, there's lots of like weird runaway combo effects, uh, where like you know, the the currency you get from killing a monster instead of going to your wallet is distributed as damage between the other monsters in the level. And then if you get a boost to that, um, you can end up with hilarious situations where you just, like, kick a rat to death. Uh, (laughs) And then there's a series of increasingly large explosions um, (laughs) as all the other monsters chain-murder each other with the money you get for killing them. Um, So, yeah, it's things like that. It's jolly. And there is a horrible owl.
0: Sounds jolly. (laughs) (laughs) kick a rat to death and then a fish bursts out of the rat and (laughs) that's how he's
1: gonna get me he's gonna come out of the game he's gonna climb out my telly
0: imagine there was a a book i read as a kid about a really advanced video game where you played out like the labors it was like thesis in the minotaur i think and it was like you put on a full body like vr suit but then it stuck like the, if you died in the game you died in real life and maybe that's what's going to happen to you Nate. your your life and your fish will bleed <laughs> into... this is it, it okay? t- turns
1: out no one else has ever played ring of pain it was created uh just just for me as a way to resurrect a goby in a horrible ritual <laughs> lovely stuff
0: james what have you been playing
2: i i've been pretty bad at playing games uh this week perfectly honest uh well i'm still playing uh team fortress 2 oh yeah so i said last week about how tf2 had had an update since 2017 um and how that's kind of okay um someone at valve clearly hacked into liam's pc uh <laughs> listened listen to me say that before the episode came out and then thought you know what i know i know how to make this guy look like a massive idiot because they immediately announced that it is getting a major update this summer it is yeah the first one in what six years
0: long time yeah
2: yeah so i'm pleased that someone somewhere in the in the unknowable black void this is val software um <laughs> someone in there is actively working on team fortress 2 less pleased with their sense of timing no well yeah i don't, it it it's a timeless game i think it is a incredibly rare example of like a timeless multiplayer game um Partly because you can play it for you, you can play it for over a decade and still have things left to learn.
1: It's the Age of Empires too of its genre. Ah, <laughs>
2: okay. Not without without the without as healthy an esports scene um, mm-hmm. from what I understand, Nate. Um, but yeah, so like, I've recently started uh, playing one class, um, the Scout, which if you're not familiar is a very fast but kind of easily killed little Bostonian man. Um, I started playing him non-lethally. Huh. So, <laughs> so I use, use this um like temporarily invincibility drink he has to sprint past the enemy team and then just have them essentially chase me around, i not not stopping to shoot them back, just sprinting around, kind of behind them and kind of dragging them away from the actual fight, like an annoying little stout. That's uh,
0: um, okay. so kind of like how
1: I don't know if it's the same with Overwatch too, but that's how I used to play Winston in Overwatch. I love just being a gorilla leaping around, being
2: electric, uh, just, and worrying just, people. Just, just causing chaos. Yeah, yeah. While um,
1: the actual like serious players got on with winning the match, I would just like hopefully distract a couple of
2: fools. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm convinced that kind of thing works as a way of like drawing attention away from the members of the team who are actually doing something. Um, it's kind it's, it's kind of exhilarating, honestly, to have you know three or four people just chasing you and you're just running around like a you know little supreme man
1: yeah i could i could definitely see the appeal of that
0: the update is uh there's gonna be a a lot of community sourced stuff in it is that right they do that yeah i mean that
2: that was that was that was the case um i think while they were still doing you know regular updates um to my knowledge most of the most of what you'd say like official maps in the game and, and like all the much almost all of the hats, cosmetics, that kind of thing. Um, they're like originally, you know, created in the Steam Workshop. Hmm. But the creators get paid for it. Um, and then it kind of gets made official. That's just how our system works. But yeah, um, first proper big update in six years. Oh, Exciting wow. stuff. Bring it on.
0: i just realized, Nate, is my jump scare gorilla Winston a big electric gorilla?
2: No, 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 uh... no, not at all. Um, it's more like... I imagine him as being like, do you, do you know that it's, it's like a it's like a GIF or something of a gorilla sliding, yes, to, <laughs> sliding into towards the the person filming him behind glass, and exactly. Then he, and then he, it- and but then he just turns around and shows his ass as like an apology for oh, I'm, I'm sorry for frightening you.
1: <laughs> imagine that,
2: but like with elements of bad Victorian taxidermy as well.
0: Oh, brilliant! Okay, why is the gorilla horrifying? <laughs>
1: Well, because it's meant to scare you, isn't it?
0: But I, I thought it was okay. I'm making it worse for myself. I mean, it would
2: be the, it could be the politest gorilla in the world. It would still be scary to have a gorilla no clip into your door.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> With like your
2: Amazon stuff.
0: <laughs> uh, this week, I've been playing Pharaoh: A New Era. Uh, which oh. is a remake of the I want to say 1999 City Builder. What? One of my favourite games of all time. Didn't you know it's getting a remake? No. <laughs> I and mean, I've got to buy this. It's it's what? out yeah. today uh, as we record this. So yesterday, as you listen to it, like, oh, I've suddenly um, got
1: a crippling stomachache. I'm oh, I've got to go. Sorry.
0: It's- <laughs> <laughs> oh it's but ba- you have made my year it's it's basically the same as as it ever was but uh it's been remade with really love they've redone all the music so it's all orchestral lovely and they've uh painstakingly redrawn all the assets uh and it's lovely it's i i think they it's a little bit out of out of date in the context of 2023 city builders, which maybe you know they've got more advanced AI, or they, they're maybe I don't know doing kind of wackier, more imaginative things. But this is one of the games that kind of laid the foundations for the genre. Have you played you know? Nebuchadnezzar? I have not. That's the it's a similar kind of deal, right?
1: Very similar. They they just released the DLC, uh, which is uh, Adventures of Sargon, um, mm. which I'm looking forward to playing. I would, if you like Pharaoh, I really recommend Nebuchadnezzar. Um, there you go. Um, right, well, thank you. When that comes, oh, it's not available to buy yet, but the second it is,
0: that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's got all the trappings of your city builders. So you you know you build your city and then the city is the point. So you're just trying to make your city bigger and more prosperous. So you build your houses and then you get the people food. And then they're like, we want pots. So you have to build a, like, you know, a clay pit and some, some potters and then, and they want beer. So you have to build, you know, a, a barley farm and then a, a brewer. And for that, you need more workers. so you build more houses and so on and so on. It's a big loop. Um, but this, Uh, as the name implies pharaoh is uh ancient egyptian themed and you can go through sort of the whole history of ancient egypt you can get right up to alexander the great uh you can build pyramids you can yeah wonders um it's got the inundation of the nile yes that's the my favorite thing about it is that you know in a lot of city builders you plonk down your farms in a vaguely defined grassy bit or you can just be like this is where the farms go in Pharaoh, you have to build your farms on the the, the floodplain of the the Nile, the silty, muddy bit, and then every year, the Nile will rise and re-fertilize the uh, the farms, and all the workers have to scurry away from <laughs> from the water. You have to harvest it beforehand, and uh, you can have different kind of levels of, you know, maybe the waters won't rise that far and some of your farms don't get fertilised so they have a lower yield that year and all this kind of stuff. It's great. I love it because,
1: like, the Nile is the main character of that game Mm. and that is such a good treatment of Egyptian history. Like, you know, everything revolved around the Nile, like, even philosophically, and it just, it nails that. It's so good. Even the sound effects, like, you hear, like, hippos having a fart and, like, a few (laughs) birds... Doing the noises and like reeds rustling, like, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: it's good. Um, I, my, I like as well, uh, that you have to build temples and things to different gods, uh, but you have to make sure that you know, there'll be like the main god, like Ra, will want like a certain number of temples, but you'll have local deities like Bust who don't want to be ignored and they'll get cross if they don't have enough temples or you don't do enough feast days for them you can get blessings or curses osiris is a, a pisser to annoy because he'll ruin your crops if you're heavily farming <laughs>
1: it uh, does based. at times feel like running a really toxic divine polycule <laughs> Just trying to stop different yeah. immortal beings getting jealous of each other and battering you
0: but it's good because you get like the Different priests to different gods have different clothes and stuff. It's really nice, like little details like that. So yeah, that's how today i been playing that. I, I got a bit annoyed because I think they did a, a pre-release uh, kind of update and it wiped my saves. <laughs> like oh, I don't know, mm. I've got quite far along, which was annoying. But you can pick any level you want from the menu, so you don't have to go through the whole thing to unlock levels. Which is good. Sick. There right. you go. I'm I'm happy. I didn't know you didn't know about that, Nate. <laughs> No, I'm really,
2: uh, I'm really jazzed, actually. That's cool. i to downplay anything you just said, Alice, but I, I very much enjoyed uh, witnessing Nate finding about this game live. <laughs> In real time. You, you, what you, a you treat. Don't, you, don't get that, you don't get that surprise with games that have been delayed, announced and then delayed for 10 years. So.
1: See, it's exactly what I said at the beginning. Wouldn't it be cool if things you really like just suddenly appeared? All you need hmm. to do is pay no attention
2: uh, <laughs> to what's going on. That's my strategy, and apparently it's working. There you go. Please don't read our PC gaming website. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Before we move on to Nate's uh, Tower of Jocularity, uh, we'll visit James for some hardwearing in what we're choosing to call now, I believe, a good wear to die heart. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yes, welcome. Uh, so the RTX 4070 Ti I was complaining about last week I actually quite like it if largely by virtue of it not being quite as much of a rip off as all the other graphics cards that have come out in the last four months. Okay. It also actually fits in my PC. Um the last two Nvidia cards I tested uh were simply too chunky. Um so I had to have the kind of like the water cooling uh, radiator on the fans still still connected to the still connected to the CPU but uh, removed from the case to make room and just, I guess, sat on a box next to the case, just like spinning out in the open air. Um, oh, dear. Which is, yeah, it was li- literally a kind of 2005 platformer hazard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd make sure my cat didn't get too near it, or she'd be, like, shaved in a very <laughs> localized way. Um, yeah, no, that's good. Um, I also realised it's coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Steam Deck launch. Is um,
0: it?
2: Yeah, def- definitely uh-huh. at least a year since I got the Steam Deck. Um, I won't sing. I won't sing Happy Birthday, but I think it's had a good first year. Um, it's been either like top or top three monthly sellers on Steam. Um, you know, beating all the actual games. Um, <laughs> people still. People st- people seem to still be interested in reading about it. So yeah, uh, it's all going well. I will say I don't take mine out and about as much as I thought as much as I thought I would when I first got it. Um, it's mainly something I have when I want to play games like on the sofa or in yeah. bed um, or just anywhere that isn't sat at the same desk I work at all day. Um, but I still appreciate having that. Um, it's not as and you know it's not as unwieldy um, as a laptop would be for that.
0: No, I'm totally the same. We got one uh, a while ago, maybe six months ago. Oh, yeah. No, less than that, like just before Christmas. Um, and I do not take it anywhere. I just sit on the sofa. Uh, bizarrely, actually, I have played a lot of Power Wash Simulator and almost all of it I played on the Steam Deck. Just oh, yeah. sat on the sofa staring at like reruns of Modern Family.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so can you play anything on it? Uh no, it'll play like most um most Steam games. Um to get games from like Origin or Epic Games the Epic Games Store, you can kind of bodge it a bit.
1: Does it um, like I'm sorry, I'm gonna sound such a moron here. Um does it like is it playing it on your PC and this is just like a remote no, no, way no, of
2: accessing that? No, it's 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 basically a, a miniature linux pc
0: basically it's like oh, a switch right. okay. it's like a switch for, for for pc games and it will like some things uh will not have had steam deck controls sort of built into it when it was developed uh but it will give it a crack at running most things but they maybe mm. don't like i tried to play flat eye which is a kind of it's hard to describe but it's like a story driven uh Retail game, um and it like it should be played with the mouse kind of thing. it Like it wasn't mm-hmm. built for the Steam Deck, although they hadn't, you know, had the Steam Deck come mind. But most things it'll do. Huh? Yeah, it's good. I can,
2: I can, I can hear the cogs, hear the cogs whirring in Nate's head. Are you, are you tempted, Nate, by the way. Me that? is actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I can think of a lot of games that I'd have an appetite for on the sofa that I don't
2: necessarily at my desk. I don't know if it will run Age of Empires. I was going to um, say, yeah, in, no, in, no, in doing, sure. it might do it. <laughs> it'll, it'll do. Um, it'll do the Total War games. That's mainly the extent of my. why well, Surely it could uh, handle like Total Warhammer Three. I don't know about mean, that one. It, hand, it can handle, um, Free Kingdoms.
1: Hmm. Okay, can, yeah,
2: those clocks yeah. sure are ticking.
0: It could do Elden Ring and that. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm
1: impre- Consider me impressed by hardware. There you go.
2: That's, this is, that, that's, you know, that's 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 what uh, a good a good day to wear hard is that is that it a
0: good
2: wear to, uh, to... That's, you know, that's, Yeah, know that's what it's all about we're we're bringing we're bringing the love of hardware to people who don't love hardware.
0: There you
1: go. I don't even need cowboys and beans to explain this one.
2: Oh yeah, that's good. Cause I'm, I, that's good because I hadn't thought of one.
0: It's like <laughs> if, if a cowboy could eat beans wherever he wanted. To. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's
1: get this, it's a bowl that you can fill <laughs> from your cowboy's cauldron and then you can sit on a log <laughs> nearby. Uh,
0: let's uh let's carry our, our Steam Deck into Nate's Tower of Jocularity. Right, Nate. You warned us ahead of time uh, a little bit about this one, but tell tell the listener what our challenge is this week.
1: Okay, so uh, we've had a few problems with time travel here in the tower. Um, a figure who I won't name has been rampaging through history, uh, you know, causing all sorts of problems across the timeline. And long story short, I'm having to keep a few historical figures here in the tower, uh, not so much as prisoners, just honoured guests until <laughs> I've managed to fix uh, what was done to their time of origin. Um, the honoured
0: guests who can't leave.
1: Yeah, and um, I, you know, I, I don't want that second part of the situation to become too apparent to them. So I'm trying to keep them really entertained. And honestly, uh, I'm running out of ideas. So I, I need your help to be sort of video game sommeliers. Uh, to try and keep these historical figures distracted for long enough uh, that I can fix history, um, and first of all, actually, fun. Oh, the, the only rule is you can't give them games that are about themselves or their period of history. Right. Um, which is lucky because our first one is uh, Cleopatra off of uh, ancient Egypt. Um, yeah. This would be very easy if I hadn't put that stipulation in. Uh, so, what are you? What are you going to give her?
0: Uh, it's a tough one, isn't it?
2: I think some kind of cat game. Ooh, Egyptians big on cats, famous big on cats. Yeah. Um. So the obvious one, stray. Yeah. Um, very good. What? Well, what well, some of uh, the good? There was,
0: there was a mobile game that was big for ages. Uh, that was uh called Neko Atsume, which was just you collect cats. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. Might. You had like the little yard of cats, didn't you? Yeah, and they all had little bum holes. It was very cute. <laughs> oh.
2: Um. Well, so, oh, Jot you know you know Game has a great cat in it. Go on. Hi-Fi Rush. Really? Oh. Yeah. It's a it's a robot cat, which is maybe cheating, but yeah, ex- surprisingly excellent cat. Um, does Hi-Fi
1: Rush use your own music collection, or does it have its own?
2: It has it. It has its own, although. Maybe I maybe they could do a Metal House Singer thing where they yeah. let you put your songs in, in the future, maybe. Because I'm just saying, like,
1: Cleopatra might find modern music a bit upsetting, might be more used to sort of just like, oh, I don't know, just people smacking bronze discs in a mystical way. Yeah. I don't really
2: know what ancient mm. music was like. Um, the, other, the other game with a surprisingly good cat that I was going to mention was forspoken.
0: Yeah, that's true. It has a lot uh, of cats.
2: Uh, do they have a lot of cats? I just, I just remember the the one, the one cat like very early on, which is the, a very. The main good character, cat.
0: Um, the main character Frey has a cat, yeah. Um, yeah. But when you get into the the magic world, women who you're trying to to battle, murder, um, have familiars, which are all like magic cats. So some of them have like a uh, little unicorn. Uh, horns and wings, and some of them are wearing bracelets and stuff. But they're all—they're okay. basically cats, just like you know, My Little Pony cats.
2: Clear would sounds- Absolutely believe that those cats are indeed gods. Mm. I'm just like going to check.
1: There's no venomous snakes in the game because that could get
2: awkward, right?
0: I was going to say. I was going to say. What about rumour of a Thousand Snakes? Or is that a bit? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
0: just a calculated insult, Alice.
1: <laughs> Amazing game, though. Okay, characters. that's 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 Cleo sorted. Uh, next up, we've got Big Bill Shakes, uh, William Shakespeare. Uh, he's been fairly affable so far, but he's got a very active mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there. I mean, there's something like um, Storyteller, which is a puzzle game coming out soon, where you move characters around within a set. Sort of scene of kind of comic uh, panels, and that changes okay. the story and the outcome. That's quite good. Can you uh, exit
1: stage left, pursued by a bear? Uh,
0: I don't know. Maybe an A level, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know specifically. Um, Would you reckon,
2: James? Oh man, this is this is. I'm I'm a bit stuck on shaky. If I'm honest. Um,
1: we likes, he likes um, family drama, doesn't he? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm thinking of well, the kind of, right, like there's letters, uh, which is another puzzle game where you take words from letters and emails you're writing to your pen pal, and then and, and the level is the letters themselves, and you change things around and move the letters different places. Um, well, for a bloke who
1: loved inventing words as much as he did, yeah, I could see that being a winner.
0: Go. A family drama game. Um, What about, like, Resident Evil 7?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely want to see William Shakespeare play Resident Evil 7.
0: In VR, he'd shit himself, wouldn't he? (laughs) Gadzooks. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
1: okay, that's perfect. Um, Genghis Khan. He's a nightmare.
0: Surely, like, um, Gears of War. You know, just like screaming and shooting, just just loads of
1: testosterone. Get in him. And yeah,
0: because you'd be tempted to sort of go for like a grand strategy, but I think he would just kind of prefer to to gun kill people. Surely, I was going to yeah.
2: say, I was going to say Minecraft because he obviously oh. likes he likes building empires. The downside is that there's a lot of kind of death involved. So why can't we? channel his you know building obsession into something you know nice and creative where he can make you know a nice hut or a replica of Winchester Cathedral.
1: Let's put him <laughs> in a Minecraft server with like two thousand children who he can organize into the greatest <laughs> contiguous land empire ever created in a video game.
0: There you go. Listen, he's,
1: a, he's a master like bringer together of people. You know, you wouldn't have factionalism. It just yeah, has the horde.
0: I feel like there would be long-term consequences to that, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, like how teachers are complaining that like fifteen-year-olds are, are like quoting Andrew Tate and stuff. Imagine if they were all playing.
1: <laughs> for the honor of Temujin, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> just riding a horse through a classroom. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. That is James. That's straight up gold. Your final one. Um, I feel a bit sorry for this bloke. So be nice. It's the guy who invented fire. It's pretty hairy.
2: I don't know his name.
0: Yeah, I mean, any we video game is going to do is maybe
2: like a like a Far Cry Two, um, on the grounds that it has very good fire propagation technology. So you could show Ooh. that to, you could show that to him, and you can you can show him like this is what your invention can do in you know 2023.
1: James, he just wanted to feed his family. <laughs> what about and um... you're just showing him all these like you know screaming mercenaries running around in
2: flames? He'd be like, "What have me done?" <laughs> yeah, but it's, about... it's really it's really dynamic. <laughs>
0: What about Far Cry Primal? Or would that be too? Busman's Holiday, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's um, (laughs) there's that one that's, I can't remember the name of it, but it's about apes evolving. (laughs) What was that one? Oh, um, Ancestor. Was it? I can't remember. It It was it was by an ex-Ubisoft guy, but I can't remember what the game was called. But it was about monkeys, and you could. Randy did a cracking review on it, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. I'll link it in the show notes.
1: Um. Yeah, he can do that, and then he'll feel really advanced.
0: Yeah, there you like go. These chumps. <laughs> or like maybe one of the zoo games you like, where he he's like, you know, cataloging animals. Finally, I
1: am the master of the beasts.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Lovely.
1: Well, that I think that's probably going to keep the timeline uh, safe for at least another few days. So, thank you very much indeed.
0: No problem.
1: You're now, uh, I've, um, oh, crikey, Richard the Second's kicking off. You guys have better leave.
0: <laughs> oh, no, not Richard II. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he is really not enjoying Age of Empires. That was a big mistake. Big, big mistake.
2: Okay,
0: see ya. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Gengis. How do I build a castle?
1: Tell me now.
0: Uh, another thing that you'll learn from this podcast, James, is that many of Nate's, Uh, impressions uh, tend towards Anthony Hopkins over a long enough (laughs) (laughs) over a long enough timeline. Instead of entropy, it bends towards Hopkins.
1: Did you know Anthony Hopkins has been evolved more than seven different times in nature?
0: What would it be called? The tendency to... not Because crabs, it's like uh, carcinogenesis, isn't it? Or something like that. Uh, It would be hopkinization i suppose i suppose yeah that is it this week all that remains is for us to do recommendations because every week we recommend something that is not a video game i am going to recommend uh, a book not a book a tv show uh called kevin can f himself um with a sensor uh it's I can't remember what streaming service it's on and I didn't watch it for ages because the name made me think like oh that's rubbish. Um but it's really good. Uh I don't want to say too much about it. I sort of feel like you should start watching it and there'll be a moment in the first episode where you're like oh and you'll know then if you like it or not. It it's it starts off and it looks like a multi-cam three wall sitcom. Hmm. And it's not that it's Subverts expectations,
1: I love about that.
0: It's very good. It's got um the actor who plays Alexis in Shits Creek in it. She's very good. And they're all Bostonian as well, so they've got fun New England accents. She's She's always lovely. Uh James, what are you recommending this week?
2: Uh, I'm recommending um, Icon Strings, who are a collective of string musicians who specialize in essentially classical-style covers of modern music.
1: Ooh. Oh, they're great. Um,
2: yes. Um, so I, I, I went to see them uh, a second time this week. When um, I saw them last year, they were playing theme songs from TV and films. Uh, this time they're doing, <laughs> they doing popular love songs. Um, abs- absolutely fabulous. I think watching someone play on violin... The closing guitar solo from "I Believe in a Thing Called Love"
0: <laughs> has been
2: has been my my personal emotive peak for this entire week. Um, tra- that they, must have been so cool seeing that live. It was. It really was annoying. I I don't say well, maybe annoyingly is a bit harsh. They don't have. They're not on like Spotify or anything. Um, I can't really find any like extended recordings of theirs. But they do a lot. They do a lot of gigs, um, mostly in London, but uh, they do travel abroad and elsewhere in the UK. So keep an eye out for them. Uh, they are a great way to spend an hour and a half-ish, enjoying lovely. some lovely violin, viola, and cello. Uh,
0: Nate, what have you got for us this week? Uh, it's an album
1: this time. Um, so I've been on. Uh, I've been listening to shitloads of hybrids uh, recently, um, which is. Great fun stuff, uh, and particularly the album – hang on, I'm just going to remember the name uh, – Classics from 2012. I, I've gotten back into listening to albums in order um, rather than just listening to 30,000 songs on Spotify on Shuffle. Uh, and yeah, uh, Classics is a really great album. Very moody, um, sort of uh, post-breakbeat um Cinematic, big tunes. Great for writing to, uh, great for playing games to, actually, if it's better than the game soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um Classics by Hybrids 2012, banger.
0: Lovely stuff. Uh that's just about it for this week, then, listener. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Three of season two of the electronic wire the show rock paper shotguns PC gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion you can find rock paper shotgun on Facebook Twitter YouTube and now TikTok if you just search for rock paper shotgun we're making a play for the youths <laughs> 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 uh, and you can email us at podcast at rockpapershotgun.com but for now I should say, for all your PC gaming news, go to www.rockpipershotgun.com. But for now, it's goodbye from us. Until next week, goodbye, Nate. Goodbye. Goodbye, James. Goodbye. Bye.